I guess she tells him, hey, I need to talk to Irina, who I guess is still at the theater. Rehearsing. Rehearsing because there's another show, apparently, that murder is not going to stop the Russian ballet. Not at all. Why would it? Murder doesn't stop the theater. Welcome back to another episode of Has There Been a Murder? And I think there has been a murder <laughs> because has there was another there? episode. Yes, there has. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I am ah. drinking Woodchuck Pear Seco. Fancy. It's, <laughs> it's a Sunday, and they have a whole, uh, I guess it's a brunch variety pack so that's what i'm working on right now oh, so they got, so... they got a pear seco they got a mimosa and some other flavors you're so sophisticated i drink with my pinky out <laughs> uh and what are you what are you drinking chris i'm having some mulled cider i'm just enjoying this cooler weather this sudden <laughs> cooler weather yeah it's nice i love it this is what fall is supposed to be like yeah, I need some hot chocolate now. Mm. Get some of that comfy Maine weather. Is it, is it yes. comfy? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, I bet it's nice and chilly. They That's like real fall. East Coast fall is what <laughs> fall is supposed to be like with the trees changing colors. And <laughs> oh, yeah. They actual cooler seasons. weather. It's not like yeah. 85 degrees like in Texas. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, do you want to read the episode description, Chris? This is Death Takes a Curtain Call. Two Soviet ballet dancers on tour in the States are wanted following the murder of a man backstage during their debut performance. You know, there are so many really bad Russian accents in this episode. <laughs> I just figured I would contribute to that. One more is not going to make a difference. <laughs> okay, and this episode, I don't know if it's political. <laughs> it, it might be. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. This was at the height of the Cold War. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it's very typical of the 80s for something like this. We start off um, <laughs> at Jessica's house. Ethan is over. Of He's course. enjoying some pie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the news is on. It's playing on the TV in Jessica's kitchen. And we're hearing about some protesters that are protesting the Russian ballet that's happening in Boston. And Ethan doesn't want to hear it. He's like, turn that off. Uh, it's making me lose my appetite for pie. And we don't want to lose our appetite for pie. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> that's why we're here. But Jessica is worried that the protests are going to affect the show because she's got tickets to see that show tonight fancy lady going to see the ballet yeah <laughs> um there's another guy in town leo peterson i don't think we've met him before have we i don't think so okay well i guess he's another guy in town and he's invited her along not with ethan mm. just with him maybe that's why he's annoyed it has nothing to do with him not liking <laughs> oh. ballet or russians He's just jealous that she's gonna, going out with another man. Yes, he's like, well, why didn't I get a ticket? Why didn't I get an invite? As he angrily eats his pie, and she's like, is it okay? Is there anything wrong? He's like, of course it's okay. I would tell you if it wasn't okay. Your pie is good <laughs> as always. As he wipes <laughs> I, away a tear. I, I'm secure in my masculinity. <laughs> I'm Okay. Uh, but then we get to later that night uh, at the at the theater. Um, Jessica is there with Leo Peterson, and we see in the background we we see the fat man. Yes, we do. But where's uh, Jake? The fat man. <laughs> Jake is not there. But uh, the fat man from the show, Jake and the Fat Man, is in the lobby. He's our guest star this week. Uh, what, what's his, what's his name again? I William Conrad. William Conrad. And uh, he's scoping things out in the lobby, but uh, we don't actually meet him yet. So uh, Jessica He's, he's and Leo... just looking suspicious, like, you know, oh, yeah. half of the people in this episode. 
So Jessica and Leo go upstairs. They uh, get their, they check in and there's like a desk and we meet Mr. Eddington who's handing out the playbills for the show and he hands Jessica one and then Jessica notices him pulling a playbill from the bottom of the stack and handing it to Leo and she's like, Hmm. Totally not suspicious. I mean, honestly, playbills from the bottom are better. That's where they keep all the good ones. That's That's the fresh ones. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So then we we show uh, we're getting a scene from backstage. There's a guy. He motions to one of the ballerinas to follow him because the ballerinas are all kind of like stretching, doing their little ballerina warm up exercises. And he's like, hey, come over here. And she goes and follows him. And he asks her name. I swear I thought he knew her. No, he wants to know her. Yeah, he just called her over to, like, flirt with her. And I'm like, you could have done that right there. But it was but weird. she she tells him her name, and he immediately pronounces it incorrectly. And I don't know if that's oh, yeah. on purpose, because he's just supposed to be a dick. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no one, no one gets her name right. I'm going to mispronounce it as well. Her name is Arena. <laughs> or Arena. Arena. Why don't you like come a- over here, Arena, and give me some sugar? And she's all like, no. Ew. No, I can't. And he's like, yes, you can. <laughs> don't be silly. And then he almost gets his ass kicked. So oh, serves yeah. him he, right. He, yeah, he's like, Arena. I got an Aunt Irene. She's pretty as the day is long. He doesn't really have this country accent. I think we just gave it to him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but he does say, oh, I like that. He likes her name. Uh, and this guy, the guy, one of the... Um, oh, because these are the Russian ballerinas. I guess we should mention that. <laughs> yes, so they don't have, let the horrible accents fool you. Uh, yeah. They are truly authentically Russian. Very. Absolutely. So they have minders that are kind of watching them and checking out everything that they do. One of them is a guy named uh, Berensky. He comes over and says, like, hey, we, you need to stop talking to her. And, you know, this backstage guy. I, You know, what? we don't get till almost the end of the episode till we learn the backstage guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't write it down to the back end of my notes. His name was Fleming. Yeah, that's his name. The stage manager, his name was Fleming. We'll go, we'll go back to that. But it's it was weird that we didn't learn his name until the end. <laughs> I just I just wrote down creepy stage manager. They call him stage manager yeah. <laughs> up until the end. Yeah. Um. Uh. But the uh, the minder guy comes over and he's like, no, no talking, you know. And he runs off. She runs off, and she goes and. She talks to another ballerina named Natalia, who is in the... Uh, Natalia has a dressing room, so I think she's one of the background dancers, but Natalia is probably like the star of the show is what I kind of gathered from this. Natalia is in a dressing room with another guy that we later learn is named Alexander. Who is the only... I, I think he's the only person who was actually a dancer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I he he was in... He was an actual ballet dancer. I mean, I'm sure some of the background people were dancers because they wanted to make it look somewhat legit, but the main characters neither had to be <laughs> dancers nor did they have to be Russian <laughs> because it didn't matter. TV producers are like, and eh, no, you can fake all that. <laughs> uh, so Arena hugs Natalia and she's like, oh, I, I love you, whatever. And they're happy to be there doing their thing. And uh, Arena takes off, and then Natalia and Alexander kind of exchange some looks. Meanwhile, back in the audience, Jessica, she asks Leo if he's ever been to the ballet before. And he's like, oh, yes, many times. He's got an accent. Ish. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell what his accent was at first. It became obvious later, but at the beginning, I was like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I did that with a lot of them. Where some of them you could tell it was supposed to be a Russian accent, but some of the others kind of, oh, occasionally they would have an accent. I feel like 20 minutes into the episode, they all kind of forgot that they were supposed to be Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or they got the job and like when they showed up, it was like, oh yeah, you're Russian. 
and <laughs> they had to like figure it out on the day. But Leo, he opens up his playbill and he sees a number 19 written in the top corner. Jessica also looks down and she sees that number as well. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, the ballet has started and they are dancing to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia theme song. <laughs> I know that song has a real name somewhere. I didn't look it up, but that's, <laughs> I think it's more famous as the Always Sunny song. Wait, I thought they were supposed to be doing the Nutcracker. They kept making Nutcracker jokes. I think that was like the only ballet that the writers knew. So that was like how they made a joke was Nutcracker. I mean, there were, there were, uh, I did notice some Nutcracker songs in there. Ah, okay. Well, I'm going to count on you to point that out because (laughs) I just recognized the one song. Uh, Meanwhile, on the wings of the stage, um, that Berensky guy is back. And he tells Fleming again, you need to stay away from Arena. He gives him a look and points at him (laughs) menacingly. And creepy stage manager is like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell her what to do. And I'm an American. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then we see uh, Mr. Eddington, the guy that was handing out the playbills earlier. We see him walking through the audience and he kind of sneaks out through a side door. Uh, But Jessica notices him. And as well, Leo notices him. And on his way out, he also does... He seems to make eye contact with Leo, I think. It was unsure. Uh, But anyway, he walks out of the side door in the auditorium. And meanwhile, while this ballet is going on, out in the alley, (laughs) the protester that was on TV, she is banging on a side door, yelling, Come out, you commies. (laughs) There's... Yeah. This this was a very heated time um, between mm. the U.S. and Russia, and, yeah. and uh, she's like, you could you could yeah. definitely tell <laughs> in this episode. Definitely, just some stereotypes a lot of going unflattering on. Unflattering things are said. Oh yeah, she's like, are you afraid of the truth? And I was like, well, what's the truth in this situation? I wasn't sure what. Yeah, the truth I don't know was if here. she was just like anti-Russian and she was upset that they were in the states, but yeah, I don't know what she was protesting um, well she does get to that in a minute here but uh meanwhile but she does notice that somebody opens uh, an upstairs window in the theater she kind of clocks that but just wanders off uh meanwhile leo he gets up during the performance he's like i'll be right back not suspicious at all no no not at all leaving like, in the middle the show's of the going... performance to do shady shit <laughs> no i mean i mean normal normal american guy shit <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it could have been a Pepto-Bismol situation where he's like, oh, shit. True. Uh, I, I don't know where they ate before the show, but, you know, it could have been coming back to haunt him. Uh, but he is still not back by the end of, per- of the performance. And everybody's getting up. Jessica's looking around like, huh. I mean, that's got to be a weird time to get, like, ditched. Like, if you're on a date and they just, like, leave during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, did he, I guess he picked her up, so she's like, oh, shit, am I stranded here? (laughs) What did I do? Do I smell funny? Did I say something wrong? You never know. Uh, But the fat man is there, he's calling on his walkie-talkie, because he sees that Alexander and Natalia are not on the stage when they're doing the the bow at the end. What is it called? The curtain call. Death takes a curtain call. Like (laughs) the the episode, yeah. (laughs) Dum-dum-dum. Uh, but while they're doing the curtain call, the protester, she manages, she's managed to make her way inside the building and she's yelling that the ballet is just a sneaky way to bring communism into the country. So I think that's what she was mad about, but it's still. That happens all the time. You, you see a Russian ballet and all of a sudden you go, (laughs) oh shit, Mm. communism is awesome. (laughs) That's, that's how it happens, right? Yeah. We are that easily led. Uh, but Leo comes back and he hurries Jessica out. He's like, we got to go. We got to go. And she's like, ha ha, what, what? Huh? Oh, you're you're still here, huh? She's like, I thought I got ditched, but all right. I guess we're still on a date, maybe? I don't know. But the fat man comes over. and Oh, he, he, you hear him talking still. And he's like, we got to lock down the theater. Don't let anybody out. We got missing performers. Ooh. But at this point, uh, Jessica and Leo have already made it outside. And out at the car, there's now a driver who is, we learn, Alexander in a, in a cap and a driver's suit. Uh, 
They hop in the car, and Natalia's inside there, and Jessica looks really confused, and they drive off. But it's like every action movie where someone someone is like, quick, we have to go now. And they're like, what? Explain you have it. to explain everything to me before we leave. And they take their sweet time. And he's all like, come on, come on, lady. Get, get outside. <laughs> get in the car. But shouldn't we be going? No. Just follow me. <laughs> and then she stops at the car and is like, aren't you the guy from the thing? <laughs> oh, you know, there is a supercut on YouTube of the bits <laughs> for movies where it's, I think it's called like, uh, no time ex- to explain. And that's the supercut of just from a bunch of different movies where people are like rushing around and like, what's going on? No time to explain. And then they run. <laughs> it's like, just explain. You can explain while you're running. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you want to tell people what's going on. I mean, yeah, that would have been by the time they had gotten out to the car, he could have explained everything. Oh, yeah, he had time. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, yeah, they're going to get to the car and just be like, oh, there's somebody in the car. Just explain to her on the way, right? Uh, but Leo does apologize to Jessica, and he says, you know what? I had to do it. I had to include you into this little plan of mine because, you know, a single man at the ballet. <laughs> Ooh. People are going to get suspicious. And uh, Jessica says, hey, you know what? Why don't I turn on the radio of the car? Because there's probably some news going on. Really? You, know? you think? Because it just happened. There's going to be news about it. Um, You know, if TMZ existed back then, they would have been on it right away. They would have been all the way, yeah. Five minutes after it happened, definitely would have been on the news. <laughs> uh, but they hear on the news, on the, on the drive, uh, that uh, apparently the Berensky guy has been found dead. Oh, no. There has been a murder. Finally. It was a pretty quick. They got to the murder pretty quick in this episode, right? So rather than get the asylum process going, <laughs> which is obviously what Alexander and Natalia want, Jessica says, hey, you guys should get to Cabot Cove. We'll get my friend Ethan involved. Of course. And I will hang back here in Boston and investigate because that's what I'm going to do. And... That was weird to involve Ethan. <laughs> Poor Ethan. Yeah, I mean, but you you know she couldn't help but become involved. She I'm sure she gets excited when this stuff happens. Everyone else is like, "Oh no, murder. No. Oh, this is awful." And she's like, "Yes. I get to investigate again." <laughs> I feel like she would know what was involved with the asylum process and how to do it and the steps. But she's like, no, hide out. Well, I mean, I guess it was a murder, but, you know, they could have been like, we didn't do this <laughs> or something. I don't know. Either way, they were going to have to deal with the asylum process. Might as well get started on that. Nope. Let's go fishing in Cabot Cove first. <laughs> Which is the best. So <laughs> Jessica stays in. They take off. Uh. Jessica stays in Boston to investigate some more, and she goes back to the theater, kind of inserts herself there. Apparently, it's a crime scene, but, you know, she can just walk back in. <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean, she still you know, has her ticket They locked stub, all the doors, maybe. but, you know, if they see her, they're like, nope, nope, this is, this is Jessica Fletcher. She'll solve it for us. Uh, yeah, so there's an FBI agent. His name is O'Farrell. He is questioning the stage manager guy, and stage manager guy walks off, and then the fat man says, Hey, I remember you. I saw you in the audience with a very distinguished-looking gentleman. <laughs> uh, we learned that the fat man, his name is Kartsoff, and he's a fan of hers. He's all like, I know who you are. I've seen you on the back of books in Russia. Mm-hmm. We learn that he is with the KGB. He doesn't call it the KGB, but she calls it out. She's like, oh, so KGB. And he's like, mm, yeah, if you want to say it that way, yeah. yeah. No, sure, totally not. I'm just, uh, yeah. Mm. I'm just friendly, you know. Uh, but he says, hey, you know what? Why don't you help with this investigation? You are a mystery writer. And Jessica mentions that she wishes that her books in Russia would pay her royalties because he says that he's read them. And which is weird because the guy's been reading her books in Russia. But this was like 84. I know it was like the following year that 
you know, Gorbachev did his little initiatives to kind of open up Russia to the West. Um, uh, oh man, I wish I knew more about this, <laughs> but I know one of them was to, uh, open up, uh, you know, was kind of like the birth of the media and allowed for like newspapers and independent journalism to show up and kind of, you know, allowed to talk bad about the government. It's changed, I'm sure. And also, but the other initiative was to allow for a more open economy because Russia was never really like a full, like communist government. It was kind of like a hybrid. And so they switched to like a hybrid communist capitalist <laughs> government. And one of it was to uh, allow people to own their own businesses, own their own land and stuff like that. So I don't know who was publishing her books before this. I don't imagine that there was an independent publisher at the time able to do you this. You are thinking way too logically for a TV show. You're probably right. I probably did think too much on this. Anyway, he takes her to the dressing room and uh, we find, you know, where Baranski was murdered. And there is the most cartoon version of a chalk outline outside of a looney tunes cartoon uh right there on the floor <laughs> but i mean that's how tv audiences know that there was a dead body there how would we know how would we know <laughs> but you know i did look that up at least because i was wondering like is the chalk outline still a thing apparently it is but like rarely it's not it's not something that they do in modern times, <laughs> for the most part. Because they have these things called cameras? <laughs> yes. That apparently they didn't have it. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but uh, apparently Berensky was found. He had some claw marks on his face, and there was a bejeweled dagger in his back. <laughs> I mean, you know, fancy, fancy ballet. Gotta have a fancy murder. Gotta have those fancy props, you know, real, a real dagger, not just a prop dagger, but it was a real one. But the dagger was part of Alexander's costume. So I guess it was a real knife for some reason. I guess Russian plays, Russian ballets just go for realism. I don't know. But Jessica says, you know what, Fat Man, Bert, what was his name? I wrote, Kartsov. I'm just going to end up calling him the Fat Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she says, hey, you know what? You could have murdered him too. And he gets really excited about this. Yeah, he's he, like, for, huh. for some weird reason, he's like, oh, sure, I didn't kill him, but uh, your theory <laughs> is so amusing. Tell me more. And he I'm just, just KGB. He seems <laughs> very enamored of her, but he is way more excited about her theorizing that he killed them than most people would be. Yeah, he is absolutely not offended or worried about being called part of the murder but he's like huh <laughs> good call lady because even if he did it you know he wouldn't get blamed for it he's kgb he, knows he wouldn't get blamed for it <laughs> so yeah it's kgb it's a good day eh? you know Dude, uh, but tell he's... me your cute little theory about this <laughs> but he tells her hey you know what uh if you're staying in boston i know a cute place <laughs> is the same place where i'm staying uh-huh and She's like, well, I guess I do need to stay in Boston because it's too late. And I wish I knew where about on the main coast Cabot Cove is supposed to be. Because, I mean, I did look it up. Boston was like 50 miles from the border of Massachusetts. But I don't know how far into Maine they are. So it could have easily have been 100 miles to get to Cabot Cove from Boston. I, I don't know. So, you know, it, it's a long drive, I guess is what i'm saying yeah yeah no and anyway she's got to stay until she solves the murder oh of course can't go oh, anywhere well. where there's murder to be solving <laughs> well not before she calls ethan and says hey you know what there's some uh russian russian refugees on their way i needed to take care of them for me obviously there's some pushback which i wish we could have heard <laughs> but uh, we only hear her end of the conversation where she's just telling him, you know, yeah, just take care of him. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be back soon. No big deal. No big Cops deal. totally won't show up. Nobody will be <laughs> looking for him. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. Uh, but she gets a, a knock on uh, the door of her hotel 
and it's the fat man. And he says, hey, you know what? <laughs> Lab reports are in. And, you know, why don't you come with me to go look at them? Check them out. You know, maybe you can be of some use here. And she's like, sure. Uh, but we get to the police station where the lab reports happen to live, I guess. And uh, apparently, um, Baranski's handkerchief was in his pocket and it had blood on it. Why was it in his pocket with blood on it? Nobody knows. She does bring that up. Like, why is it? In- oh, actually, he brings that up, I think, right? One of them brings it up. That Why is it in his pocket if it just happened? Yeah. Yeah, it was, oh, so he wiped up the blood and then put it back in his pocket? Yeah, indicating that there was a gap in time between when that happened and when he was murdered. Um, But Jessica says, hey, you know what? Um, Oh, actually, the police chief or the detective guy is like, hey, yeah, we found some green fibers. And Jessica's like, hey, that protester that ran out onto the stage during the curtain call, she was wearing a green sweater. You should check on her. And he's like... Good idea, lady. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh, so they go check her out, and that's pretty much where that scene ends. Um, but back at the hotel after this, uh, the fat man says, Hey, you know what? This could make a pretty good book. <laughs> the stuff happening here, you know? And she's like, yeah, I think you're right. And yep. then he invites her for a drink, a nightcap. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Like I said, I know I've said it before, just... Every dude that gets around Jessica is just, like, ready to fuck it out. <laughs> That's nonstop. I mean, but she she's says, awesome. You know, Why not? <laughs> she, tells, she tells him, no, no, I'm tired. You know, it's been a long day. There was detectiving happening and, you know, murder. I, I, I'm an old lady. I'm an old ass lady, too. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah I get you. And um, he... Exits the elevator, and instead, she hits the lobby button, because she's got detectiving to do. Is that a mm-hmm. word, detectiving? Maybe. Yes, it is now. Okay. <laughs> well, she ends up, she goes to meet um, with Mr. Eddington, who again was the guy handing out the playbills at the theater. And he has information about Leo, which she did not have, Leo Peterson. And he tells her, hey, Leo escaped a... Uh, I think it was Poland during World War II afterwards. And he is actually Natalia's granduncle. They said it backwards. They said that Natalia was Leo's grandniece. So it's family. So that's why he participated in this. Um, But uh, Eddington tells her that his part of the plan was to leave a window open for uh, Leo to bring in a change of clothes for her. He says that he saw, after the, after he opened the window, <laughs> uh, he saw Baranski, you know, holding his handkerchief to his face. Like, for some reason, he didn't know what it was. And she was like, okay, okay, that's good, some good information. And uh, she leaves, and she's on her way to go catch a bus, because that's how you get around in Boston, I guess. But he's so concerned for her. He's like, "Are you? I'll drive you. Are, are you sure? But a lady shouldn't be walking the dangerous streets of Boston alone at night. And she's like, no, no, I got this. I can take care of myself. (laughs) Boston's like, I wish I could do a Boston accent. I would have said something, but I can't. We've already got a million different horrible accents. You might as well. (laughs) Boston's like, hey, ain't no problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, That's why I don't do accents. I cannot do accents. Um, but she's out and she's realizes she's being followed. She's walking faster. The follower is following faster and she turns around and she finds that, Hey, the fat man is here. And the person following her was the agent, which apparently she knew. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh, you looking for someone? She knew what was going on. Yeah. And she said, that's why I felt safe walking to the bus by myself because I knew your agent was following me and I would have been safe. But anyway, in any case, they find out that, the, you know, he tells her, you know, the protester scratched Baranski's face. That's why it was all clawed up. And that's what the fat man had to tell her about all that. So they realize, okay, she was involved in this, at least to a degree. Meanwhile, back at Cabot Cove. (laughs) I think this this was like the next day or so. But uh, Sheriff Tupper, he meets Alexander. 
who is uh I guess Ethan has him like doing boat shit. Is his, yeah, his <laughs> first mate or his assistant uh, or apprentice or whatever they're called. I don't know. But you know, of course, here comes Amos to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? The the long ton silver needs their haul for today, so I need you to put <laughs> on your you? boat. Where did you come from? What are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> and the guy's like, yes. Yes, trying yeah. to sound American, even though he actually is American. Yeah. He's, Tupper's he's, asking him yeah. a bunch of questions, and he's just giving one-word answers in, like, the best non-Russian accent he can give. Yup, yup. Uh, and then uh, Tupper also notices Natalia in the corner. She's, like, handing out fish or something. I don't know what she was doing, but... She's doing fishery stuff. Oh, he horns out on her. He's like, oh, hey, look at that over there. <laughs> Is that going to be on the dock? She's a yeah. pretty little lady. <laughs> and Ethan's like, no, 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 horn dog. Let's, Let's go. go. I'll buy you some coffee. Come on. <laughs> I need to get you out of here <laughs> where you do some damage. And you know what? I realized that nobody, nobody's questioned Jessica. She was at this ballet and she was with a guy that disappeared. But because, you know, uh, the fat man says, hey, I noticed you were with a guy. Who was that guy that's gone now? But nobody's asked her, like, well, what were you doing there? Give us inf- your information here. She likes ballet, damn it. <laughs> uh, so in, in any case, um, Jessica and the fat man are out at dinner. They're getting some food while she's investigating. And at this restaurant, the ballerinas are also there eating. And um, they call Irina over to meet Jessica because, you know, Jessica's like, hey, are those the ballerinas? And the fat man's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and calls Irina over. She says hello. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Jessica wanted to actually talk more to her, but he's all like, you want to say hello? And she like literally says hello. And then he's like, okay, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> the one word she knew in English. <laughs> Uh, but me and then you know Jessica ends and then uh, Jessica says I gotta go back home now because I don't think I could do any more here. So she heads on back to Cabot Cove where she finds that Alexander and Natalia are just hanging out on the dock with Ethan, <laughs> doing you know he's got them hard at work. You know she says hide him out and he's like, you know here put on a hat, <laughs> help me. <laughs> no one will recognize you. Yeah, got to take this over to the Long John Silver before they cut my pay. I mean, it's the old, like, Superman disguise where he's like, ah, just put on these glasses. Glasses. No one will know. (laughs) No glasses. Yeah. And she goes to yell at him. And and Ethan says, don't get on your high horse, woman. (laughs) (laughs) He's really taken aback by this because he's like, you know, I thought I was doing a pretty good job hiding these two Russian people out on this pier in this tiny little town. I mean, nobody has seen the notice, so I think he was doing pretty well, at least. Even even Amos, the sheriff, is all like, who are these new people? And then starts talking about the the missing Russian dancers and saying all kinds <laughs> of disparaging things. And Ethan's like, so you think you could spot them if you saw them? And he's like, ah, absolutely. I'd know They would stick out like a sore thumb. He's like, uh-huh, let's go get some coffee. <laughs> Yet another indication of how terrible of a sheriff uh, <laughs> Tupper is. It's right under his nose. He just can't connect the dots. <laughs> Without Jessica. No, not at all. Um, I mean, <laughs> so that night, uh, Jessica's having dinner. She's got her, uh, her, her Russians, her Russian refugees. They're going to eat uh, with Leo Peterson. Apparently, this is a black tie dinner. Oh yeah, you he's know. all dressed up. He's he's got a suit on and a bow tie, and <laughs> not sure what's going on there. And while they're about to sit down, uh, there's a there's a ring at the doorbell. Uh, Jessica answers, and uh, it's one of the KGB guys we saw earlier. He's doing an accident. An accent. His name now is Dewey Johnson. He's just a salt of the earth guy looking for some boat parts from Ethan. Oh, Ethan is at this dinner as well. And he's like, you know what? I I don't know. Go call this other guy. He's got your boat parts for you. And he's like, all right, but can I use your phone? And of course, Jessica's like, come on in. Use my phone. And Jessica kind of leaves the room while he's getting on his phone call. But not before I- asking him where he's from. 
Yes, she does interrogate him a little bit. And she asks him, I mean, it's not even interrogate. She's like, oh, where where are you from? And he's like, well, I'm from Maine in his, like, <laughs> bastardized New England slash Southern accent. <laughs> I mean, he's even worse yes. than the rest of them. It's somewhere on the coast. Maybe there's an accent that fits this guy, but I could not place it. <laughs> but she knows. I mean, she knows yeah. something's up. And she's like, absolutely, strange man who just randomly showed up at my door. Use my phone. <laughs> uh, and afterwards, he, he thanks her and he leaves. And Jessica mentions to Ethan about, that guy did something to my phone. And uh, cut to the next day. Uh, Jessica calls Letitia, the operator, who she's always hounding for information. I mean, it's kind of the operator's job to give information. You know, I'm sure that job is pretty boring, too. I'm sure, like, whenever Jessica calls, she's like, oh, yes, something's going down in Cabot Cove. <laughs> and she is, like, the source of some gossip right there. She's got some good stuff that she gets Hot to pass along to everybody. Yeah. You know? uh, but she tells her, hey, you know what? I need to reach a person in Boston. And somebody knocks on her door, and she's like, well, hold on. I'll be right back. Uh, but it is Sheriff Tupper and the fat man. <laughs> and they're like... Hey, we've got a uh, warrant to search your house. And she's like, yeah, come right on in. So they, they come in, look at her house, start tearing stuff up. They um, look around. They're looking for something. And the sheriff is in her kitchen eating her food. He found a muffin. <laughs> he did find a muffin. But I think she was expecting that and made extra, I suppose. I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, well, we find out that the protester said that, you know, uh, Baranski threw her out of the building and then she snuck back in through that open window that she saw someone open. Um, but then she looked behind her and saw another man sneak in after her. And dun, dun, the, dun. Exactly. Uh, the description of the ma that man matched Leo, who, who then walks in, <laughs> who then shows up at Jessica's and says, you know what? It was me. I killed him. You know, I, I did it because... Natalia is my niece, and I needed to give her some time to escape. And Jessica is like, ah, don't listen to him. <laughs> and you know what? If it wasn't for the KGB, I think they probably, the sheriff would have been like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're talking about better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does arrest Leo. They take him in. And then Jessica hops back on the phone, and she says, hey, I needed to go ahead and connect that call I was trying to make. And she calls for the stage manager, <laughs> whose name Creepy we still don't manager. know. <laughs> she calls the stage manager. He picks up and, you know, and, and he says, I guess she tells him, hey, I need to talk to Irina, who I guess is still at the theater. Rehearsing. Rehearsing because there's another show, apparently, that murder is not going to stop the Russian ballet. Not at all. Why would it? Murder doesn't stop the theater. Uh, but we find that, you know, the uh, the guy, the agent that bugged her phone, he's sitting on a boat listening in on the call. And uh, But on this call, uh, Jessica says that Natalia and Alex are safe. And then she says something in Russian, which we don't know what it means, but she says it. And she says it, it badly, but Irina's like, oh, you said it perfectly. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so meanwhile, outside of Jessica's house... <laughs> One of the Russian agents is just hanging out in the bushes. Like you do. Watching her jog down the street. She's got a lot of secret admirers. <laughs> I know. There's always somebody watching her house. She's got hobos just cutting her grass. <laughs> but at the police station, Sheriff Tupper, he's helping the fat man find, you know, just looking through maps to see where Natalia and Alex could be hiding. Because it's not a small town and there aren't like five buildings in the entire town yeah uh but then the fat man gets a call and he finds out that uh, arena is missing now uh oh uh oh <laughs> yeah uh so we find that the stage manager fleming we finally learn his name he's missing as well and he is driving arena someplace I bet he thinks it's a different place than she's really going. <laughs> yeah. He's like, finally. Oh. He's like, yes. <laughs> I waited two whole days for this. 
All of my creepy advances have finally worked. Yeah, and and I guess he drove her the hundred miles from Boston to <laughs> wherever Cabot Cove is. Which took like five minutes in TV time. Definitely. It was dark at least, <laughs> I think. Uh but they arrive at Jessica's and um Arena makes a phone call. Or she makes well, she makes a phone call on her bug phone uh that she is taking or this is Jessica, not Arena. She makes a phone call on her bug phone that she is taking Natalia and Alex to Ethan's boat. Yep. And they're like, why don't you just use the phone that's sitting next to you? And she says, because <laughs> that phone isn't bugged. <laughs> that's I love my it. bug phone, <laughs> you know. Uh, and the fat man shows up at her house. And Arena says, you know, that Fleming, or she breaks down immediately. She's like, hey, Fleming killed Baranski. Which, I mean, is possible, because the two of them butted heads. I mean, he was he was one of the people that I suspected at first. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> we should talk about that. Uh, is that who you were thinking the murderer was at this point? or At first, yeah. Because he was, I mean, he was being a creep, hitting on the dancers. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he they, they do show him looking angrily at uh, the dead guy. So I was like, ooh, oh, yeah, he totally did it. Well, you know, I thought the fat man was the murderer and was just trying to, like, because he didn't seem like he was really trying to solve anything. He just seemed like he was there just to say he was there and witness things. But I, I felt like he was the one that was trying to gonna cover something up, but... I had no evidence for that, but that was just my feeling, at least. Uh, but at this point, we t- it turns out that Irina is in love with Alexander. I don't think Alexander knew this, or even if there was a relationship with them. But she was in love with Alexander either way. I think they were. They used to be an item. Oh, okay. But, but he's no longer in love with her now that he... Is in love with Natalia. Natalia is the star of the show. Of course, you're going to be in love with her. <laughs> um, but Jessica noticed that Arena was also missing from the curtain call because she harkens back to the video that they showed on the news, you know, of the curtain call, and you know that Alexander and Natalia were missing from. Arena was also missing from that scene as well. Super sus. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, apparently, Arena sensed that Natalia and Alexander were up to something that night. She thought, you know, this was Natalia going to use this as her chance to kind of run off and defect. So she rushed to the dressing room where she thought they would be, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Berensky was there because this was kind of shady. I didn't understand this part, (laughs) but... He was like, I don't know what was going on here. <laughs> he, I mean, his whole, like, his whole thing was security. Like, he was probably there to keep everyone in line and make sure that no one did defect because that that was a thing. Like, the show was one of those yeah. ripped from the headlines. Like, the Russian dancers did try to defect. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there was stories about that. Yeah. So he he was there just I think he was there just to keep everyone in line. So he noticed that they were gone. He shows up in the dressing room and is all like, I'm going to tell everyone. And she's like, no, not my love. (laughs) Yeah, I think the whole this the middle of the 80s, like I said earlier, it was really the height of the Cold War. Uh, and anytime a movie uh, came out and they needed a bad guy, it was always like some evil Russians. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was always people escaping. We had Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> <laughs> he was famous for some reason. I don't even think he was Russian. <laughs> I, I might be wrong there. But I feel like I don't think he was actual Russian guy. I think that was just the character he played. Uh... <laughs> I might be wrong. I don't know. I didn't look him up. I just remembered about him just now. <laughs> he's he's actually um he's Ukrainian. Oh, okay. Well, close enough. Well, apparently Russia still thinks Ukraine is part of <laughs> Russia, so Yeah, Russia's uh, still the bad guy. <laughs> Putin's the bad um, guy, not the Russian people. 
Yeah, Russians are great. Putin's just got this weird stuff going on. Well, I, I think Arena thought that, hey, Natalia and Alexander are going to try to defect and escape, and tonight was their night. So for some reason in her head, to make sure that they escaped, or the show is really cloudy on this, or to make sure that they didn't escape, she killed Baranski. Well, she killed him because he was going to report it, that they were gone, and she didn't want him to get caught or in trouble yeah but i mean killing him would allow them to escape but also killing him would also make sure that the guy she was in love with would escape yeah so i don't know what her actual motive there was i mean she even she says as she's telling everyone what happened she's like i wasn't thinking i okay. don't like yeah. you know everything was a blur i don't know what i was doing what i was thinking she just she didn't i don't think she wanted him to get caught. Okay, that makes sense. If it was a blur to her, then it was a blur to me as well. <laughs> Good job, Murder, <laughs> She Wrote. <laughs> you did it. Uh, but Amos goes ahead and he arrests Irina. And I will say, I kind of don't agree with this ending. I don't agree with Jessica because Leo was ready to take the fall here just so that these people could escape. And I don't know if Arena would have escaped. I, 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 they weren't really clear on her intentions. Would she have escaped too, if, you know, presented with the possibility? Yeah, I don't know if she was trying to defect or if she just wanted to find him. Yeah, or if it was just love. <laughs> yeah. Because at the same time, I don't feel bad about, you know, her killing the guy that was keeping them from escaping. Because it seemed like, you know, you just murdered your captor, you know. Which... Yeah, no, I'm, and even, even Jessica is like, you know, we'll be gentle with her. You know, she's kind of like, she caught the murderer, but she, she doesn't want him to be too hard on her. Well, even still, they sent her back to Russia to face <laughs> a trial, which, you know, Russian jails in the 80s yeah. are probably which still pretty she bad didn't now. survive that. Yeah, she did not make it into the 90s. <laughs> Arena worked herself in a gulag somewhere and died. So, I, I, like I said, I don't agree with this ending. I think, I feel like Jessica should have just shut up and let Leo, because it would have come out eventually that Leo didn't kill her, kill him, and they could have all escaped. I don't know. I I just I just felt this, this ending, just I, it just didn't sit right with me. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, but she's always got to do the right thing. I know, and I, I was this, yeah, this was that one time I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just like, just let them go. Yeah. <laughs> they can all escape. Come on, read the room, Jessica. <laughs> uh, but after this, Jessica talks to the fat man. And she tells him, hey, you know what? I'll send you a signed copy of my next book. And then, and then tells him, why don't you stay for a few days? I know. <laughs> uh huh. They're they're BFFs at this point. Yeah, she tells him, you know, why don't you stay for a few days? And I realized something that I learned was that this is Ethan's last episode on this show. Yeah. So I guess yeah. his line was harboring <laughs> Russian refugees, where he's like, I don't know, Jessica, I'm gonna have to call this relationship quits. Or maybe it's know. because she got upset with how he handled it. Could be. I Could mean, be. she did, like, basically when she showed back up and saw that they were out in the open, she was like, the fuck, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, no, no, no. Hey, hey, woman. No. Do not talk to horse. me like that. I am doing my best with this fucked up situation that you handed me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, this is not how we handle this. So that that may have been the last straw. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. He had a shipment to Long John Silver. They weren't about to let it rest. He he needed the help. Maybe he got to promoted to like, I don't oh, know, maybe he got promoted shifty. to the main offices of Long John <laughs> Silver. Oh. I'm going to miss Long John Silver in this show. But you know what? They still exist. Whatever. We don't need Ethan to have Long John Silver. <laughs> They're still fishing in Maine. <laughs> as we find out because uh, Jessica and the fat man both like fishing. 
<laughs> oh yeah, she's like, hey, you like fishing? He's like, I love ah, fishing. Do I? Like, <laughs> oh, but she does tell him, I'll send you a book if it won't compromise your position in the Kremlin. <laughs> and he says, sometimes a man likes to be compromised. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like a pegging situation or what. But <laughs> that's his last line. That's the last line of the show. And that's it. Uh, another job well done, Jessica. You did it. Oh. <laughs> uh, this was a fun episode. I, It was ridiculous, but I still enjoyed it, as usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I kind of enjoy the ridiculous accents. <laughs> they were all bad. Where was the, uh, where was Arena from, you said? She's Australian. The, <laughs> the actress is Australian. Mm. Everyone else is, they're, they're just Americans playing, trying to, pre- pretending to be Russian. Honestly, you know what? The other day, I think I did talk to you about how her British accent doesn't really shine through on this show. But for some reason, a lot of stuff happened in this episode where I did sense her British accent. Yeah, I mean, you can usually tell that someone isn't American. Every Like, even if they do a really good job with an accent, every so often... They'll say something that where where their original accent comes through. They'll change the last letter of a word. If it was an A, they'll change it to an R. There there was one point where she was, I forgot what exactly she said, but she was on a phone and she does change an A to an R at the end. And I wish I could remember what the word was. Uh, anyway, it was fun. This was a fun episode. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add to this episode, Chris? Yeah, this uh, this episode premiered on December 16th, 1984, and the number one song was Like a Virgin, Hey! by Madonna. Oh, uh, you know what? That's a, I don't know if that's a good song, <laughs> but it's a memorable song. <laughs> yes, memorable, memorable, definitely. And I will say that, you know what, I actually, I want to rewatch the Weird Al movie now, because... Uh, the Madonna character in that movie is a major character. <laughs> so <laughs> if you haven't watched the Weird Al movie, you should watch that. I need to. I definitely need to. Definitely should. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this whole episode. Yes. Yes. It's, as as the fat man would say, it's never goodbye. It's farewell. Oh, okay. Because they <laughs> both don't mean the same thing. Sure. They do not. Maybe it means something different in Russia. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, good night, Chris. That that works for me. <laughs> good night, Levi. Good night, Levi.